to you live from the writers and experts of the popular industry blog, PPC Hero. Welcome, superheroes, to a new episode of the PPC Hero podcast. You can expect kick-ass insights, smashing digital marketing strategies, and the latest trends and happenings in PPC that can help you zoom past your competition. Stay tuned for your host. Episode 3 of the PPC Hero Podcast. My name is Zach Schroll, Director of Marketing here at Hannapin Marketing, and I'll be your host today. Today, we're talking about the biggest 2015 PPC updates and predictions for 2016. I caught up with five of our PPC heroes to ask them, what do you think was the biggest or most impactful update for your accounts in 2015, and what predictions do you have for 2016? With me today on the podcast, you'll hear from Jeff Baum, our Associate Director of Services, and our Senior Account Executives, Carrie Albright, J.D. Prater, Jacob Fairclow, and Matt Umbro. With that, we're going to jump right in. Let's kick off with Jeff. So, Jeff, uh, let's go ahead and start with what you think the biggest updates were from 2015. The most important update to my accounts this year has been the use of the profit bidding model. I learned about the profit bidding model when talking with my Google rep this year when we were discussing strategies to achieve exponential growth for our clients. The reason that the profit bidding model is so successful is that it really turns bidding into a tactic used to achieve a specific margin goal like reaching ROAS or ROI or, or some sort of cost per acquisition. And it really focuses the PPC account on driving profits for a business. And ultimately, profits is what drives businesses and allows them to invest more. And it really came down to a simple equation for me. If I can drive a thousand leads at a $50 CPA, or I could drive 5,000 leads at a $100 CPA, but put more total profit into the bank for our customers because we're driving more total volume and more total revenue and more total profit, it's a big win. And it has been a big win in our accounts. So we have seen uh, in at least one account that I managed that exponential growth where lead volume has almost doubled this year. So it's been very successful. And I would suggest using it in your accounts in the coming year. It's definitely worth a test. Going into 2016, I believe the prediction that's going to come true is that PPC is going to become more audience driven. So Google is addressing this through the launch of customer match over the past few months. So the fact that you can upload customer lists and you can target them, it's a way of segmenting your audiences and targeting real people as opposed to just treating them just as clicks. We're also going to see in the next few months, Google's going to roll out lookalike functionality that'll be built off of the customer match model. And we're already starting to see in some accounts, uh, Google rolling out uh, customer match in conjunction with similar audiences. So this sort of mirrors what's already happening in Facebook and Twitter and the other social uh, media platforms where we're 
we're thinking less about the keyword and we're thinking more about people and targeting demographics and age and interests. I think that this is going to be the theme going forward. And I think we really need to focus in PPC on where our audiences are, how to best reach those audiences, and really understanding by campaign the audiences you want to reach in order to have success. I believe that that's going to be the trend of 2016, and I think we're already starting to see it happen, even though it's early January, because we were starting to see it at the end of 2015. Great stuff, Jeff. Next, we're going to move on to JD. So, J.D., let's kick off with your biggest updates. The biggest update from 2015 that's had the most impact on my accounts, I can't narrow it down to one, but I'll, so I'll give you a couple. I really like Google Customer Match. I know it may be a cop-out answer, and I'm sure a lot of people will agree with me, but having the ability to target your customers and use this information that we've had in like CRM databases is just going to be really powerful when it comes down to search ads. It gives a whole new way for us to engage with those customers that we have already engaged with, whether that be a form fill, whether that may be a product that they are searching for. So I'm really excited about what that has to um, move forward with since I just kind of rolled out in uh, October. I think another big one that um, was from Bing was Bing remarketing. Now, we haven't got to fully use that one just yet, just because it came out a little later in the year. But I think Bing is really trying to make some great strides with their goal tracking and with their remarketing. Then lastly, you know, I love social media. Um, I really love the audience targeting that I think uh, Facebook provides. And I think they've done a really good job of getting advertisers on board for this. And I think some of the biggest improvements that they've made is making their ad manager much easier for people to use. I think that was one of their biggest flaws. And so they've also done some integrated reporting. They've made editing a lot easier. It's a much cleaner design. So I think that would probably be my biggest one for them. And then as far as just like new initiatives that they've rolled out, the uh, lead gen ads are really cool. Getting ads for local businesses is going to be a really, really big plus for them. There's so many small businesses that are fearful of using Facebook uh, just because it's more of a pay-to-play platform. So I think it's going to be a, an easier way for getting them involved. And that's probably what I am most excited about. So what about uh, 2016? So my favorite predictions for 2016 that I'm hoping are going to be actually coming true are a couple. First, I think um, audience-based targeting is going to become more popular as we look at the growth of programmatic, as we look at what Google's doing with customer match and targeting emails through search, and as we look at like uh, platforms like Facebook and Twitter and what they're doing is we are targeting people. And so interest-based targeting, I think, is going to become more um, popular. The challenge for us is to make sure that we are serving highly targeted ads to the right person at the right time. Uh, another prediction that I'm hoping will come true has to do with um, cross-platform and attribution, meaning 
that I think that we should hold different channels to different metrics instead of holding each channel to this last click attribution of what did this channel do, it's literally starting to understand what is the full funnel of the customer journey. And so for an example of using like a promoted pin to drive traffic to your website, not necessarily expecting each promoted pin and each click to result in a conversion, because now what you can do is you've pixeled them. And so now we can retarget to them through Google or through Facebook or through Twitter. And so now they're kind of in the funnel and we can show them different types of messages on different um, social media platforms where they may be. And so that's what I'm really hoping will um, take notice for marketers is to understand this audience-based targeting on different types of platforms and not holding each one to the same uh, goals and standards and metrics that we have and to really look at the full customer journey. Thanks, JD. Next up, I caught up with Carrie Albright to get her thoughts on 2015 and now into 2016. I think that the biggest change that we've seen over the course of 2015 is really the full embrace of targeting our users instead of targeting the exact searches uh, that they're performing at the time. So we know that we've seen some transition in how Google and Bing and some of those major advertisers are allowing us to target our users. But really what I've seen is that we've gone from PPC, so paid per click advertising, to more of a paid search advertising, to more paid advertising to our searching users, which then sort of turns into what I'm really excited about this coming year, which is more of an emphasis on programmatic advertising. So programmatic still allows us to target our users and it still is based on that model of we're paying per engagement and depending on how you advertise, it can be per click, it might be CPM bidding, but really I've seen this grow and grow over the last year and I suspect that we're gonna see a lot more expansion in the coming year. So as it's been predicted all through this past year and also through the previous year, it's all about the users, it's all about demographic targeting and what I believe programmatic advertising does really well is it combines user targeting with acquiring new customers. Customer acquisition is imperative to any good business. And so what this allows us to do is target the users, but it takes it up a notch and it allows us to target them more for who they are and based on the trends that we've seen. Now, there are a lot of different vendors that you can do this with, but we've seen a transition with some of the major players like Google here in these last, uh, this last year. So recently, uh, Joshua Spanier, who's the head of Google Media Lab, um, released an interview where he was talking about how Google itself is actually transitioning more into programmatic opportunities. So looking back into the, into the former years of uh, Google's launch with AdWords, we've seen general display targeting uh, go from targeting the keyword and targeting the placement to expanding more into the topics that these websites are covering, the interest that users have, and really marketing their uh, the uh, affinity audiences and all those different little segments that we've got for display targeting with Google. And really what that's doing is it's pushing us to look at them more as the user. And now that they're providing us with things like um, audiences from, based on our remarketing audiences, the similar to such and such remarketing audience or the smart lists that Google's providing, all these things are pushing us to look at people not just as, yes, you came to my site and I know I wanna remarket to you, but you're the kind of person that I think should come to my site because I think you're gonna find what you're looking for there. So the fact that Google themselves are even embracing the fact that 
they can't just respond to an active searcher, and they can't just throw things in front of people who are looking for related content, but really looking at who they are and the, uh, the behavior that they've demonstrated is gonna let us not only target them better, but really bring in those, those new customers. So we know that Facebook has been doing lookalike audiences for a long time now. They've got it really well uh, established and really that sort of um, self-identified targeting where I'm telling you who I am, you can take that data and you can build off of that. And you can build off of my data to include people like my friends who might be doing the same kinds of things. We know that that's been really, really successful for them. And we know that other social media have been doing that too. You know, Twitter has you know, taken their tailored audiences and moved it now into their lookalike audiences. We've got all these different places where we can do that lookalike targeting. And I think that that really comes back to the concept of programmatic advertising, where we know that the data we're getting can inform us about the audiences that are out there that we can really uh, connect with. So while I, uh, I know that we've got social media is really doing this very, very well, um, Google just released you know, a commentary about how they're moving forward in this and becoming more aggressive in the coming year. And I think, I think the little engine that could is Bing, who is jumping on board. They've got their universal uh, event tag that is helping them kind of come into that remarketing game a little bit better. And I really think that um, you know, the minds behind what Bing is developing for their paid search efforts, I really think that they get that piece of it too. So my hope is in this coming year, would only see um, Bing jump on board with all of the remarketing opportunities, but really pushing to catch up with the programmatic style of uh, advertising as well so that they can get in the game. And so that between Bing, Google, social media, and all sorts of third-party vendors, we can really shape how we're uh, targeting our users in the coming year. Awesome stuff, Carrie. Uh, that convergence that she was talking about of programmatic and PPC, is definitely going to be something that's on the very top of my radar as we head into 2016. Uh, as you can expect, a lot of gains, um, expansion, and, and profits uh, coming in for performance advertisers. All right, next up, we've got Secret Jake, as we like to call him. Uh, I asked him the same questions. Um, what do you think had the biggest impact in 2015? Uh, and what predictions do you have in 2016? The biggest impact of 2015 wasn't a new platform or tool, it was the rise of Facebook. 2015 marked a major change in the perception of Facebook ads. Facebook has been around for years and with over a billion users, you've probably heard of them by now. Facebook ads have shown major growth, but it always came with, this is something you should be doing, but not necessarily something that we saw you needed to be doing. There's a large audience there, but would they actually respond to any of the ads? If you look at the rapid growth of Facebook ad revenues and advertiser adoption, the answer is a resounding yes. Rather than just a social network that shows ads, it became a major contender in the budget discussions. Rather than, let's try 10% of our budget to test Facebook, it took a seat at the grown-up table. 2015 marked the year when I started about hearing Facebook as a primary marketing channel. This wasn't just from advertisers without the budget to compete in search ads or those who are primarily focused on social. I heard about it from all types of marketers and advertisers. I started hearing, we can spend 25K profitably in AdWords a month, but we spend over 25K in Facebook and we can keep growing. And the growth is going to keep coming too. The focus on demographic targeting, which we haven't seen strongly in other platforms, Facebook's strong mobile focus, the improved conversion tracking, all mean we'll be hearing a lot more from them going into 2016. This all builds up to my 2016 prediction, the continued expansion of demographic targeting across all platforms. 
Facebook has been such a success that the other platforms will need to find a way to respond. Of course, search, our bread and butter, is great, but growth has slowed over the years. They need to find a way to provide more value for advertisers if we aren't going to see large growth in the actual number of searches. Of course, we've had some additional options. We have demographics on the display networks. We've seen the inclusion of household income and customer match on search. But this is just the start, and they've never been the primary focus. Over 2016, we're going to start hearing about the development of something larger. It's all been building to this, too. If you remember back a few years ago, the buzzword was big data and how it was going to revolutionize paid search. Of course, it turned into nothing, and it was just that, just a buzzword. But the sentiment still stands. The goal is always to find better ways to target our ads. And persona and demographic targeting has given us the option to do that. Now that we know demographic targeting is a realistic and profitable option, we're going to see expand into other areas. And if you've been following the trends of 2015, it's been full of talks of building accurate personas, attribution models for non-direct conversions, and thinking about the value of a user rather than just the value of a click or a session. As advertisers fall more and more into this mode, they won't just be curious about demographic targeting. They're going to start to demand it. Rather than just thinking about demographic targets is something that we could use as modifiers, we're going to start thinking about them as one of the primary ways of targeting users. Let's use an example of remarketing for search. It's one of those options that gives us a way to tweak the ads we're showing to different audiences, but we can't start with it from the first impression. We first have to have a user come to our site, and then we have to try and catch them later on our retargeting ad. So let's imagine that I'm trying to show on a keyword like sporting goods. It's a very broad keyword, could apply to a bunch of different interests and hobbies. But demographic targeting would allow me to start segmenting that from the beginning. Rather than sending them just to a generic homepage, I can use targets like gender, interest, and lookalike audiences to start thinking, what's the right page to send them to? Should they be going to a basketball page? Should they be going to a football page? Even with a small example like this, you can start to think about the impact it would have on your advertising if you could send them to the right page from the start. Think about how it's going to impact things like bounce rate. Imagine if just through a simple demographic targeting, you could see your bounce rates drop by 10 to 15%, and that might even be on the low side. Either way, that's a pretty large gain for just adding a simple demographic targeting on top of it. Developments in this area are going to cause some major shakeups in the advertising industry, which isn't a bad thing, but it is going to change the way we think about our advertising and targeting, and it's going to really benefit those who have prepared up front for it. So stay tuned for that in 2016. That was Secret Jake. And finally, we have Matt Umbro on 2015 and 2016. I would say the most impactful updates in my campaigns in 2015 had to do with uh, dynamic copy, whether that be from dynamic search ads, dynamic remarketing, um, ad customizers, including the countdown customizer, uh, and business data in general. And that doesn't even include uh, Google Shopping, which is um, doesn't have keywords in itself. So essentially, especially for e-commerce PPC, um, it's much more imperative to have dynamic campaigns. You know, we hit on remarketing, we hit on shopping, but with your text ads, uh, making sure you have dynamic copy in there, whether that be dynamic keyword insertion, um, having that ad countdown customizer that counts down the days 
uh, until the an event or you know sale ends. I've seen great results with those. And then also um, making your text ads speak to your inventory. So saying you have uh, you know twenty shoes left at a starting price of uh, twenty nine ninety five, for example. Uh, being dynamic in your campaign uh, really, really resulted in a lot of conversions and revenue from me, um, much more than a lot of my static ads had performed. And the learnings from my dynamic campaigns within these accounts uh, allowed other areas to succeed. You know, so for example, looking at shopping search queries, I was able to create additional text ad campaigns and create new audiences uh, within the rest of the, the campaign that I could use for remarketing. So we spoke about dynamic in general. Um, in terms of what predictions I think will actually come true in 2016 and what I'm expecting, uh, just a lot more in general audience targeting. You know, it's, it's not new, but we're seeing much more of a shift toward audiences, including you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest are each having their own uh, advertising platforms. And these are, even though there are keywords involved in some of these, you know, it's a lot more audience-driven than before and, and a lot more audience-driven than the traditional text ad, Google, and Bing campaigns we're used to. And you even see it in, in Google and Bing. You know, they're getting more sophisticated with their mm -hmm. audience targeting. They have some betas out there that layer audiences within the search network. So audiences are going to become that much more important to review. And, you know, I, I think the big thing, too, is even if you aren't utilizing all of these audiences, it's great that you're collecting the data, whether through additional remarketing lists or viewing uh, demographic data in AdWords or analytics and grabbing what you can from Facebook. There's a lot of opportunity to target audiences. And I think most important, too, is that... Um, uh, sites beyond Google and Bing will help you gain a greater market share and find users that may not necessarily know you, especially if you have a more niche product or service. Instead of um, going after keywords that people might not know exist or for that product or service that doesn't exist, you know, it might be something that you target a specific audience and uh, show your ad to that person on, again, you know, Facebook, Twitter, etc. So audience targeting is going to be that much more important in 2016, um, not just for what it can bring, but also, um, you know, making sure that you get more, uh, you get more visitors to your site and you continue to grow your audience. And that concludes episode three of the PPC Hero podcast. Uh, once again, uh, I don't want to say a special thanks to all of our PPC heroes for joining us on today's podcast. Um, really an exciting time to be in PPC, as you can tell from not only the updates from 2015, um, but what's in store for us as we head into 2016. Again, my name is Zach Schroll, Director of Marketing here at Hannapin Marketing. Thanks for listening, and I hope you all have a great day.